I recently listened to an Amy Porterfield podcast where she had a conversation with Roger Love. I didn't know who this guy was until she started talking and he introduced who he was. He is a celebrity voice coach. This is one of the most helpful podcasts I've listened to in recent days because it directly influences the stuff that Josh and I do. Yeah. And um, honestly, I'd love to like listen to a celebrity voice coach or actually talk to one in person because uh, not that my voice is so svelte and awesome, but I would just <laughs> love to hear their kind of the way they pick apart stuff and how they do it. So I think this would probably be a pretty good episode, huh, Brian, to actually talk about speaking and maybe more importantly, not speaking. Mm-hmm. Launch out onto the loop today as we discuss the sound of silence today on Curiosity Continuum. everybody, this is Brian. And this is Josh. Welcome to the podcast for Curiosity Continuum. Curiosity Continuum is an industry-innovating, non-traditional company passionate about growing wisdom in the next generation. We are the essential bridge between the analog and digital worlds by building collaborative communities that unleash the power of adaptive expertise and innovation needed to thrive in the 21st century. We combine and mix essential elements needed to empower people to succeed in new ways not possible outside of a creative, thoughtful, diverse community of fellow curious people. Follow us on your favorite podcast app to receive notifications of new content. If you like what you hear and want to dive deeper, visit us at curiositycontinuum.com. Thanks for tuning in. Let's start the conversation. All right, Brian. So you are talking about the sounds of silence, which is not only a interesting concept to talk about when you're speaking, right? Yes, it is. Now, there are a couple different things that I want to bring out with this conversation. But before I do, <laughs> I want to give some context about another part of my life as a bass player. Now, a bass player serves the role to play the low notes that helps tie the melody, harmony, and rhythm together. If you listen to my bass playing, you'll find out that I take more influence and inspiration from somebody like Sting. Most people know Sting as the vocalist, but he is an excellent bassist. And I heard somebody describe his playing as concise and to the point. He has the facility to play whatever he would like. Sure. But Sting is known for his use not only of the notes he plays, but the spaces he takes. And those are just as important as the sounds. So, so part of this concept is listening when you have to listen and speak when you have to speak, right? So it's it's the idea that sometimes you're not speaking is just as important, if not more important, than when you're saying something. Because what are you supposed to be doing when you're not speaking? You're supposed to be listening, correct? <laughs> you're supposed to be listening. You're supposed to be absorbing the technical like especially with bass playing absorbing all the other stuff around you kind of like making it more important like important to you kind of like you're supposed to be absorbing it thinking about it digesting it and figuring out how to respond right what i found as a young player i had technical ability but my taste did not match my technical ability <laughs> 
<laughs> sure. That meant that well, I overplayed yeah, you were young. a lot. I was young. I had something I think a lot prove. of young people suffer from this, right? Like, you have the knowledge. You're like, oh, I'm gung-ho. I can do this. And you can. But you're lacking that uh, je ne sais quoi quality, that, which is French for I know not what, which is the... It's the unspoken truth, really, is what it is. I had an experience where didn't play on the song for like I think the first like verse and chorus, and then I I came in I came in very simply, and when I came in it was highly impactful because all of a sudden now you had the dynamic range of bass, right? But I also then made sure that I played very sparsely, which meant that there are these big open holes. And I'll be tell I'll tell you it's uncomfortable sometimes even if you've done yes. it many times because you realize that you're not filling space. Right, and that's why they call it the sound of silence, right? Because it is a deafening sound almost. And I think people have a hard time sometimes leaving silent spaces. For me, I know that it meant that people felt something. Mhm. Now I could easily just keep talking. And Josh has said, Brian, sometimes when we edit or when I edit this podcast, you don't <laughs> breathe. <laughs> right. My wife has said the same things to me, usually not in uh, a positive sense where I can't. <laughs> I just go, oh, dang. But what, what I'm doing in that is I feel that my point won't come across as well if I don't fill it with a certain amount of five different ways of explaining it. Right. That doesn't need to happen all the time. And it's very interesting because sometimes I feel I have the opposite problem as Brian, where I will explain something so succinctly and it makes perfect sense to myself and I just stop talking. And like even Brian sometimes like, Josh, like I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. I need to explain that again. Or I need to, you know, embellish it a little bit. And I, I don't know why I have gotten that way over the years. I don't even know if that was something I naturally did because I grew up in a house with people talking very loudly all the time or, you know, like I don't understand why I do that, but I've always done that where I just like say what I need to say and I just stop talking. And I don't mind if like a huge silence goes by and no one says anything. I don't have those awkward moments, even though I kind of feel it. It's kind of awkward. I don't like feel like I need to talk. I tend to talk more in situations where, A, I don't feel like I'm going to be heard, as sure. in I won't even have a chance to vocalize a perspective. Right. I also will do that when imposter syndrome tries to grab hold of me, and I feel like if I talk more and faster and share more information, they won't find out, man, that I ain't... <laughs> <laughs> I ain't I ain't got I ain't gonna well, cut you'll, it. You'll sound important so you will be important. That is false. Right. And as I've had this court listen to the podcast with Amy Porterfield and Roger Love, I was also thinking then about my uh voice uh, coach I went to here named Liz Johnson. She is in Nashville, Tennessee, and was referred to her by my vocalist friends who sing. And I went to her because I said I'm talking a lot more. I'm doing podcasting. I'm doing coaching. I want to make sure my voice is healthy. So she gave me those things of how to keep my voice healthy and rest as in not talking. Right. <laughs> or things that make my talking 
more effective so I'm not fatigued and damaging my voice. Now, when I wrap around again to the sound of silence, there's something that I'm not as good at as that Josh is. Josh will let something just sit and let people feel it. I, on the other hand, am not as comfortable naturally by just letting that emotion hit. Sure. It's like I get nervous and I want to fill the space with something. And so I know that that's a practiced rhythm that I'm purposely trying to put into my life. And you know what? It's worked. It's being more of a bass player in my own speech and patterns. If I say something, I don't have to fear being misunderstood because if they need more explanation, they can ask. They can ask. Yep. And you give them the time to ask. That's the important part. I always feel that when we have the conversation, like Brian and I are talking, I feel if I don't stop and and wait for a second or two sometimes, I don't give Brian the time to like to ask the question. And I think when you're speaking to other people, that's what you have to do. You have to leave them time because you're letting them know in that silence that their participation is not only wanted, but it's also important. And it gives them time to digest the information. Here's a great example, just very simply. I love my mom. She's the best. She gives the best hugs. I love my mom. She's the best. She gives the best hugs. That space, you now have entered to go like, oh yeah, thinking about your mom. Right. You think about how wonderful she is. And then you think about the hug that your mom gave you and how that made you feel. Now you see, those things I didn't consider as necessary, but I can say less and impact even more. That's my goal as a bass player, to try to say as few things as possible <laughs> to be able to make people right. understand it. Well, it's that idea that a picture is worth a thousand words. You're trying to like kind of paint the picture with your voice, right? So you you don't always need to say stuff. You just need to let lead the horse to water, so to speak. Let the people on the other end actually come up with the vision, like what you want them to think about. And you can just do that with, with words. That's the incredible thing with about words is that they're powerful. We're going to let that hang there for just a minute, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> It's also a leg exercise right now. Yeah, Josh and I, if uh, as we're recording this, this will be kind of uh, trued up thanks to the power of Joshua LeGru editing things. But you ever notice when you're on the phone, and by phone I mean VOIP or mobile, and there's a lag, you misinterpret people much easier. And it's harder to judge when somebody's coming in and coming out of what they're saying. Yeah. I mean, that is absolutely correct because sometimes when people leave a space, you're thinking, oh, they're mad at me or, oh, they don't get it, but they really do. They just aren't getting the full picture. I think this would be actually more about the power of silence. More than the sound of silence. It is. It's the power of what that means. It leaves room for misinterpretation. On purpose, actually. A little bit. It almost leaves the room on purpose so that you can ask the question. And if you don't ask the question, that's kind of a shame on you, right? Like if... Because I think we've all been misinterpreted before. Like we've all had things that people have said to us and then we didn't ask the question and then we're like, dang it, I got to call that guy now and ask him a question. 
And I should have just asked him the question when I was talking to him. <laughs> because I have no idea what he wants me to do. Because that uh, minute or so at the end, I don't remember. Or, or I don't understand what he was asking, right? So I think part of this is also, too, the contextual thing. Like, ask the question when you need to ask the question. And leave the silence when you need to leave the silence, right? I hope. There's a comfort when you don't speak. I've noticed this. So Jeff Hilliard is our chief creative officer for Curiosity Continuum. He is a very experienced person in everything that has to do with branding and things. One of the things that I've come to really appreciate about Jeff is the elegance and simplicity of his designs because I realize it could have been many other things and what he does works. Now I'll be honest before I really started to understand design and branding, part of me was always like, well, more is more, but in this case it less is more. I always thought that was a very trite saying until I began to see it because it stood on its own. Right. It didn't need supporting things to be able to say, look at this. This is important. It just simply puts it out there. And that takes a lot of courage. Yeah, it does. I mean, it takes a lot of courage. It takes a lot of just, just being, you know, it just takes like, this is it. This is it. There's no cover. There's no like flashy lights. There's none of this stuff. This is what it is. And if you guys like it, you like it. If you don't, that's almost kind of too bad because this is what it is. (laughs) And it's okay not to like everything. But um, I echo what Brian is saying, like, especially with design, less is more. And that's the same with, like, speaking. A lot of times, less is more. Now, there are times that you need to concisely say what you're saying, and you need to embellish upon it because it is very important, and these things need to be said. But in everyday speech and everyday conversation, usually, you know, you always see, I think we've all seen that. You know, I've survived another meeting that could have been an email, right? (laughs) So why not just have it less? And I think that's a good lesson for this episode, huh, Brian? Mm -hmm. I agree. I don't feel the need to add anything to that. (laughs) (laughs) No, I was kind of like, yeah, let's just make it less. (laughs) (laughs) How about we just let this comma here and just let it sit? Yeah, we'll do that. So... Until next time, this is Brian. And this is Josh. For curiosity, continue. Like how I did that there. Yeah, I heard you. <laughs>